Sinners and Saints, dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alan After Dark. Sinners and Saints, how you doing tonight? I hope you're feeling well and sexy, and I guess you're wondering what that sound is, but if I'm being honest, I'm trying to get ready for happy hour tonight. I'm trying to trim my nose hairs, and it is most unpleasant. Okay, enough of that for right now. Obviously, I need to hire a landscaper that has uh, a weed eater. Maybe that would help get these freaking hairs out of there. They're stronger than corn stalks. Damn, it's awful. But it's so funny how I seem to be able to grow hair out of my nose, out of my ears, but not on my head. But go figure, right? That's the curse of being this hot, you know? Seriously? What are you laughing at, Godzilla? Take a look in the mirror before you start laughing like that. Although it is true. <laughs> I'm not that hot. I'm just really good in bed and in the back seat, in the back alley, patio, the deck, the balcony, well, pretty much anywhere, you know? Sex, sex, sex. But wait a minute, what is that? Speaking of which, it's a good thing I wasn't standing in front of the mirror just then. From what I understand, if you're standing in front of a mirror and you say sex three times, Ted Cruz's asshole appears. Oh, God. Ah! And we sure as hell don't want that. But seriously, I bet I'm the only one you know who can be mistaken for Charlie Brown, Mr. Clean, or Uncle Fester at any given time. And from the way I looked this morning when I got out of bed, I was also mistaken for a great horned owl. It was because of my runaway eyebrows. I've sometimes wondered if I could just comb them up and back, it would give me a new hairline. Maybe that could be the new in thing. You think I could convince the fashion industry into adopting some sort of eyebrow hairdo? I don't know what that means, but go with it. You'd swear I was drinking already, but no, I've got to behave. Yes, I'm going to happy hour, but I don't think I'll be drinking so much. You know, just a couple of gallons. Nothing major. I mean, I need to be coherent tomorrow when I go to the grocery store to see the Mohawk Man. Maybe tomorrow will be the day that I have the balls to say hello and that I want to suck you bone dry. What? <gasps> Yeehaw! But seriously, that's not going to happen tomorrow. I'll just keep looking at him from afar as any regular scary stalker would, even though I'm not a stalker, you bitches. Don't even be assuming that. I'm just treating him like most straight men treat women. Just get over it and let me have a little bit of fun in my life before I turn into a bitter man that gets mad at everybody. Get off my lawn! <laughs> Oh, sorry about that, everybody. My old man syndrome just kicked in for a second. Jesus Christ. What the fuck am I talking about tonight? I have no clue at this point. I think I'm just chilling like a villain for some reason, working my way through some of this extra stress that's made me crazy this week. I need to get to happy hour stat. 
Maybe the entire UT football team will show up to give me mouth-to-dick resuscitation. I can only hope. Oh, Jesus Christ, I need to get the show on the road, don't I? I need to put the car back between the ditches. But I think I'm off just a little bit due to circumstances. It wasn't the best day. How often do you get cussed out by a poodle? I shit you not. Okay, okay. Even for a nerd, I'll admit that was a really bad joke. <laughs> really, really bad. Sorry. But go ahead, admit it. You laughed. You really did. I think by now you all can tell that I tend to joke a lot more when I'm nervous or uptight about something. And go figure, you've got me dead to right. I've talked about hooking up with a boss at work and we've talked about hooking up with co-workers and such and how it might be a great thing, but boy, does it lead to some very serious consequences if the situation goes awry. I have to say, there's a guy, well, there are several hot guys that I work with in our building, but there's a guy that I've kind of had the hots for, well, since the first time I ever saw him. And I catch myself when he walks by checking out his ass. What is it about him that this is going to sound really silly, so you'll probably hold this against me for the rest of my life, but I really would just like to eat his ass through his jeans. I'd like to chew on that denim with them still on. And I, I wonder if he would let me do that. And the answer, of course, is, uh, are you fucking kidding me? No. And he'll probably call the police. 911, what's your emergency? What a weird fantasy is that? And it may stem from a guy I dated for a little while who, in the foreplay, I would still have my underwear on and he would suck me off through the underwear and sometimes eat my ass through the underwear. And it was sexy. It was the only sexy thing that he did ever, ever. And I wonder why I have such chemistry with him. And it's funny to me, it's not funny, but it's probably typical that if you have chemistry with someone, there's a connection somehow that they almost instantly become more physically attractive to you. Because I'm pretty sure the guy I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure he's a total shithead in the real world. And I think he's probably cheating on his wife. Well, everybody says he has a wife. He's never mentioned a wife. I don't even know a name. So maybe that's false. But here we go again. Alan jumping on another straight guy if he gets the opportunity. But even I know to be very careful when it comes to office relationships. Almost always nothing comes to any good by fucking a co-worker. Even sucking them off. It's not fair. Why do we have so many men's rooms in our building when we can't use them for foreplay or five play? Maybe even six play. Maybe even 69 play. That'd be kind of awesome. I wouldn't necessarily want to get on that floor, but you know what? Hot is hot. I'm having another Bo Sin moment, aren't I? Just some skankiness coming in. Seriously. Have you ever looked at a guy and lusted after them so much that you actually ache? But you know that it's not worth it because if you were to do something, it would either 
A, ruin your friendship or relationship, and B, probably cost you your job because some big mouth would tell HR and you'd all be fired. And there's no coming back from that one. If ass eating or a blowjob gets you fired at the office, that word gets around. So you have to just worry about that, especially if your name is George Santos. But I'm just saying. And that really does hit on one of the things I want to talk about tonight. Here in the South, it's hard enough just being gay, but dealing with your romantic relationships, it's just one more complication. It's really disheartening when you think about how gay people really are the same as everybody else. We have all the same problems. Believe it or not, we have mortgages, we have bills to pay, we can drive cars, we function in the real world. We just happen to like dick more than beaver. But for some reason, especially the right wing in this country, they have tried to portray anybody who is not heterosexual as some sort of deviant who must like being whipped, tied up, and swings naked from door frames and wants to be peed on and all these other things without really noting that we're all the same except for one primary thing. And trust me, there are plenty of straight people who like to be whipped, who wear leather, and like to be peed on. Ask Orange Face. There's video and audio recordings, apparently. Imagine having all the problems you have as a heterosexual person, but then having to deal with the environment around you trying to harm you, condemn you, criticize you, make fun of you, bully you, etc. And I was flashing back to the one breakup that hurt the most and coming back home to I told you so's, but really not being able to talk about how hurt I was. So a lot of people in the gay community, especially if you're in the closet and you're trying to have some sort of semblance of a regular life, you're going through a breakup and heartache and you have to suffer mostly in silence because people don't look at gay people here in the South in particular as normal. So we couldn't possibly have the same feelings, the same hurt, the same happiness, the same joy, the same sexual pleasure as they do. Now, granted, the ones who are always attacking gay people, I doubt that they have any sexual pleasure. Why else would you become one of those, those uh, uh, a Nazi or a, a proud boy or one of those cis guys that, what are they called? The ones that demand, that just expect to have sex, that they somehow deserve sex from a woman just because they're a man? What is that called? I'll never remember it, but I think you get the gist there. But this sense of entitlement before marriage equality was upheld by the Supreme Court. I remember in one of my college courses and the subject of the gay community came up and one of the students asked the professor a question about how do you handle if you're a boss and you have an employee who says they're gay and they're wanting all these special rights. How do you handle that? But what he meant when he said that was when he said special rights, 
What he was mad about or what he was implying is that if gay people had the same rights as he did, then it was special rights for gay people, even though it was standard rights for him. It really was one of those sobering moments when I was young, outside of the bullshit in high school. But, you know, you think as you get older and you get into college that people are more enlightened, they're more knowledgeable. But around here, that's eh, bullshit. Some of the people will never change. And the ones who want political power, they just cater to them to get their votes. I've heard the stories in, in D.C. about Republicans who have a staff that has several gay people on it because they prefer gay people who tend to be single and don't have children and whole families and they can work late and they work weekends if they're needed. Of course, Republicans would never admit that, but I would not be able to look myself in the mirror if I was a gay person working for a Republican who opposed marriage equality or, or simply equal rights. Isn't it interesting how if there is something that you have that they want, then they will cater to you. If I was a multi-billionaire, you don't think that Republicans would be knocking down my door to get some of that money for their political campaigns? They'd be trying to suck my dick for it. I mean, isn't that what politics is? Legalized prostitution? You just want to pay the prostitutes who do what you want, not what they want. But I'm just saying. years ago at a previous job, I was completely out of the closet. Everybody there knew that I was gay. It really didn't matter because I was doing my job. I was part of the team. I got along with virtually everybody and I did damn good work. And it's really interesting what happens when they seem to forget about you and your sexuality when you're just one of the guys. And I remember one day, one of the sales reps who did a lot of work at that facility, and he was there several days a week, making sure that his products worked with our equipment. He came into my office and he grabbed my phone and he was talking to either his boss or another a coworker at his company, another salesperson. And they were cutting up and I'm sitting there just working away and he's laughing and he goes, yeah, that fucking queer. Then he hung up the phone and he left. I was just kind of sitting there looking at him as he walked out the door and I'm like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? And it wasn't 15 minutes later that my phone rings and it's him. And he's like, um, Alan, I believe I owe you an apology. And I'm like, what for? Well, I said something on that call and I didn't really mean it. I was just cutting up. So I hope you didn't take that personal. And I'm like, I didn't. I knew that you were talking about something specific, like a joke or something. So it's okay. And he said, well, good. And he hung up. And while you might be yelling at me for doing that, he never did it again. He was very conscious of his behavior around me. He did his best to put his best foot forward. I could have really reamed him out and, and swore at him and everything and yelled at him for being a bigot or something, but that wouldn't have worked in that case. Sometimes taking the high road does work, but don't get me wrong here. 
I think if you have to go on the low road, you go on the low road. You hit below the belt. You come out swinging, clawing, scratching, fighting, whatever it takes, depending upon the situation. That's not advice to you. That's advice to me. But, you know, in the same breath, I hate it when people walk on eggshells around me. I don't want, I don't expect any different treatment than anybody else gets. And and most of my friends and most people that I know understand that. And we do. We fight. We argue. We get along. We laugh. We cry. We do everything like everybody else does. And I wonder what it's going to take to make these assholes in the world see that there's only one difference between us. I mean, it's like, do they really think that we go to S&M clubs every night? Do they think that we have these wild, crazy orgies and sex all the time and, and don't exist in a world where you have to work and you have to pay your bills? I mean, as I keep describing that decadent lifestyle that they believe that we have, the more intriguing it becomes, doesn't it? Jesus. I wish, well, one of my hopes is, is that, that we never go back to those days. I do think in this country, we have come a significantly long way in equal rights for gay people, for the entire community. And I don't want these younger generations to ever have to deal with what we dealt with. I mean, literally, we had to, sometimes you ha- going into the carousel on a Friday or Saturday night, you would have to dodge a beer bottle, eggs, one time a brick. People would drive by, race by, and throw stuff at you as you were heading in. It was terrible, and you could never get the police to do anything. They weren't going to back then. I don't want us to go back to that, even though I feel like we are on the very cusp of doing that. I'm afraid this country really is teetering toward fascism. And I promise you, in a country with a fascist government, there is no room for the LGBTQIA community. That's just a fact. They will always use us to demonize us in order to keep other people in line. As long as they can create boogeymen everywhere to make Some people afraid, that's how they win. Until they see that gay people aren't any different than anybody else. It's just that gay men like Peter and lesbian women like Beaver. I mean, it's not that complicated, really. And there's a bunch of things in between. And it should be all accepted and celebrated or just ignored. If if it's not affecting your life directly, why do you have to worry about it at all? It is amazing how good your life can run when you mind your own business. And I've probably said that several times. I guess I'm at the preaching point of my drinking for the night, aren't I? Even though I really haven't had a drink. So it's almost time for happy hour. I'm excited. Oh, sorry. That was a sip of Diet Pepsi, not vodka. But I've got, well, hopefully my jeans will finish drying in the dryer And I've got to jump in the shower, too, and probably apologize right now for this most crazy, random, bullshit episode of Alan After Dark yet. Before I go tonight, let's imagine a different world. Let's picture the United States absent of any member of the LGBTQIA community. 
first off, the service industry would totally collapse. You would lose probably 50% of your workers right there. And let's talk about the medical field. How many gay people do we know that work at every level in hospitals? And let's not forget fashion and hair design, for God's sakes. Can you imagine what people would look like without all of the gay men who, who handle hair and nails and fashion? Oh, sweet Jesus, what a hideous place it would be. Not to mention policemen and firemen, and even in the military now, there are so many gay people, members of the LGBTQIA community at every level. And if we were all gone, I mean, you're talking about the end of basically entertainment, fashion, style, service. What the hell? Imagine if we did just disappear one day, we were all gone. How fucked up a world it would be. I wonder, would they be celebrating then? I don't think so. It's obvious. I mean, I can give you an example of when the gay community abandoned someone. Just look at Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Marsha Blackburn, Jesus Christ. It's very clear that they don't have a gay person working on their fashion and their hair. I mean, they look like hammered shit. My God, how much more could we take? Well, a lot. It serves them right, actually, doesn't it? The way they have treated the gay community. Every one of these bitches that look hideous and can't get a good haircut or a hairstyle or fashionable clothes, they deserve it. They don't deserve the attention of the gay community. Fuck them and fuck their attitudes. But it would be a dark day in this country's history. It would be a dark day in the world if every gay person disappeared. They would be shocked because there would be some secrets that would be revealed Brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, daughters, you name it. People that have not told family members are suddenly gone. And then they realize that the people they've been criticizing and attacking all along was somebody that they actually loved. What a horrible world that would be. Thank you for joining me for the most random episode of Alan After Dark ever. I hope you've had fun. I hope you've been entertained. And I hope I've pushed a couple of buttons. Remember, take life by the balls and be real. We'll see you soon. Thank you.